Hey, how's it going? Welcome to another episode of Jacob's Chatter. I'm here with very funny comedian Rob Hayes. How's it going, Rob? How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. I'm just hanging out in hyperspace, uh, you know, trying to figure things out. Uh, what's your quarantine experience been like? Or where are you? Where are you at these days? Um, I chose to quarantine in Atlanta, so I've been uh, back and forth between uh, my girlfriend's house and my sister's house, and uh, I don't know. It's an interesting experience. It's like, you know, it's not like being home, but it's you know being with family and loved ones and stuff, but. At the same time, it's it's uh it's interesting. It's an interesting dynamic. Yeah, that's awesome. I feel like you move around a lot. Like I, I'm never sure if you're in LA or New York or Atlanta. You're always feel like up to a lot of cool stuff. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. I have a, I have trouble staying still. Like I just um, yeah. I don't know. I'm constantly like you know, finding windows to go home and visit and stuff. So I don't know. It's just, it's weird for, for me to just be forced to be in one spot, you know? Yeah, for sure. Are there like things you've found as like habits during quarantine that have like helped you stay sane or does it still feel like kind of weird to not be traveling and doing comedy and that kind of thing? It's fine. It's uh, the Zoom shows. It took me a long time. Like I, like the first couple of weeks, I would refuse to do anything like stand-up related just because I like performing in front of a crowd. Like that's yeah. that's part of my like that's part of the fun in doing it, you know. And so yeah. um, I really just kind of you know it took me a while to warm up. Uh, Nori Davis asked me to do his shows, and I was kind of nervous. It was like. I took so, such a long break. I kind of like had to like get myself ready to do a set again, you know? Yeah, and, yeah. So, and those sets were like 15. Right. Like, you know, I, I I haven't done anything that long since. Like every every other Zoom show I've done has been like eight or five or something. But uh, for the most part, I just kind of been like treating it like like it's not stand-up treating it like it's something else like you know having bits ready but being like the pace is faster like just you know rants and 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 you know lists and stuff like that kind of can go on forever because there's nothing stopping you just you know so I don't know I haven't I haven't really done any act outs I haven't really you know like done any like thing where I become yeah. another person or a thing or something <laughs> like that. But, I haven't uh, done any act outs either, but that included <laughs> when I was doing stand up the last twelve years. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I, I wasn't able to add that to my arsenal, uh, you know, in, during the quarantine. Yeah. Um, I found that I'm more comfortable in the Zoom shows and stuff, sitting down. I don't think I'm I'm as funny standing up. And, <laughs> of a camera if that makes sense oh interesting yeah i've been experimenting with that either standing up like sometimes yeah i'll sit down sometimes i haven't figured that out for myself yet i'm like do i like sometimes i feel like i need to stand up because i'm so low energy anyway that like mm-hmm. even though it's probably about the same like it just gives me a, a like if i'm sitting down i just 
turned into like a person in a coma or something. Um, but uh, but yeah, Zoom shows are an adjustment. Was it like fun? Was it like the longest you'd taken off from standup? And was it like tough, like getting back into Zoom shows? Or was it like it, once you yeah. got started, it was fun? Yeah, like I can't think of a time where I went that long. There might have been like a maybe week and a half spurt the whole time I was in New York where I just was like working like I was just broke and I was like I gotta work 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 every yeah. day and really didn't get on stage you know but yeah that I mean I've been doing it about 10 years I, I want to say like yeah this is definitely the longest stretch without me touching a mic being on a stage like for real yeah yeah, me too. I mean, aside from, I guess I have been doing Zoom shows. So I think for me, the longest break I've taken, including Zoom, was it was like a trip I took to India once. But it was like during America's Got Talent, like in between rounds. And I was like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have taken two weeks off <laughs> before the last round. But uh, but yeah, it's definitely been an adjustment right now. Um, but yeah, you were talking about like not doing act outs, but I was watching some of uh, Sherman's showcase recently and I feel like you have like some very funny like character moments and what was it like kind of acting, but also like writing that show and everything. I, it was super funny. There's a lot of great jokes in it. Oh man, like, uh, you know, like we had so much freedom. It really, it really was cool how like, you know, then I never felt pressure of like, you know, you gotta, you gotta do this and we need this from this genre. It was kind of like, this is the first season, whatever you got, whatever you feel, whatever, you know, and uh, the way I end up playing Morris Day was um, like, it just kind of came from a conversation in the room, but uh, I, I wrote the sketch and then when we did the like table read, I read Morris and I read it so funny. They were like, you got to you gotta do that on the show. And That's then awesome. it was like, oh, man. Like, and then, you know, I don't know, first writing job, first, you know, first real, real time being on camera like that. So it was really cool that I got to, uh, got to be in that sketch. And then that we wrote, we wrote that episode the first week, like the first, oh. uh, first couple weeks. So then that kind of opened up for me to, do so much other stuff but yeah that's so cool what was it what was it I don't think I've ever been in like an official writing room like other than some a few small things here and there but yeah what was it like kind of like writing a tv show in the room versus like just writing for yourself for stand-up and that kind of thing um I mean you know it's a collaborative effort so you gotta deal with like you know being around like other minds and other people kind of like seeing work in like um pitching jokes and stuff is is uh you know i i think at stand-ups we kind of have the advantage of like we know how to make things sound funny we know how to like you know present things in, in funny ways but uh but i don't think we're used to like right after the rejection of like you pick something and everybody's not feeling it that you gotta like keep you know keep going yeah. and stuff you know yeah. like stand up it's like okay the set the setting go well boom there's a light all right now i'm on the train <laughs> i'm somewhere else i'm like you know like i got i got time to process get myself together <laughs> like writer's room you just kind of keep going you know <laughs> yeah that's a good point it's not like a 
a 10 minute set where you're like, oh, at least it's over. Like you're there for probably like five or eight hours or something. Like, yeah, yeah. But, um, I don't, I don't know. I think, I think, you know, it's, it's, it's the same thing, but it's different, you know? Um, and, and from what I hear, every writer's room is different and the dynamic is really based on the people that kind of make up the room. So. Yeah, for sure. That's awesome. Um, and uh yeah um your album came out recently not too long ago that was really fun um i got to see it in person when you were kind of working on the hour and then also listened to it it was great and i was kind of curious like or maybe for people watching like what i i kind of recorded one recently i'm still kind of editing but yeah what was that process like for you in terms of like being like i want this hour like on tape and out there kind of thing um you know it's so funny because like I had uh, planned on recording it maybe six months prior. And then um, because the Sherman showcase and everything that happened with that, I had to go to LA and just kind of was like, not, you know, doing as much standup for a while. So when I got back to New York, it was like, all right, I'm ready to like record this album. And then I was, I had this like crisis where I'm like, are these jokes even still, do they still make sense? I had some stuff that was like kind of topical, but you know, this week has kind of showed me like, I went back and listened to the couple of bits that I was nervous about. I'm so happy I didn't like get rid of them because those topics still keep coming up. Like that that stuff still keeps happening. And then, you know, it's kind of like, a time capsule of of thoughts that, you know, um, that are still reflected in what's going on now, unfortunately. And um, I just, you know, I've reached 10 years in uh, last August and I I wanted to have a body of work and I wanted to put something out. And uh, I, enjoy doing it but like I don't know the minute I put it out the I was like all right I, w- I want to do another one I don't know yeah, yeah I don't know if other people feel like that but that's kind of how I felt it was like dang I, w- I want to have like two albums three albums you know mm-hmm. yeah for sure I definitely feel the same way about my although like I've been procrastinating so much with like putting it out I'm like now I'm like still worrying about it even though it was already recorded it was a lot of fun and i felt good about it but um but yeah that's awesome and uh it was so fun to see it yeah and when you were doing the hour around new york and then also to like hear the final product was awesome um i feel like i met you originally at like maybe naca like one of the college yeah yeah i was still in atlanta um we did the one that was in st paul yeah yeah which is a really fun conference where yeah colleges from all over come to book comedians and uh yeah you had such a great set and I loved the especially the Harry Potter joke personally but there's so much good stuff yeah I already yeah. knew you from Wild and Out okay yeah I remember yeah. watching the um MTV2 did a whole thing and it was like meet the cast of Wild and Out and they showed like some of y'all are audition <laughs> tapes and stuff I think they showed you rapping oh and- yeah <laughs> Yeah, and uh, I was like, oh, man, like that, you know, like of of anybody, like I already knew Carlos and. Uh, oh, yeah, he's so funny. Because um, 
Yeah, y'all was on that first season, right? Before yeah, when they rebooted it in like 2013. Everything, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I already knew Carlos, and I was familiar with Emmanuel um, Hudson. But yeah, when I saw you, I was like, comedically, the person I felt like I was like closest to watching that do. <laughs> And then, uh, yeah, and then I got to see you at NECA. So, yeah, that was really cool. Yeah, likewise, I always enjoyed your comedy. And it was so fun to also get to later on do, like, Adam Devine's house party. We were, like, on the same taping. We got to go to the, the island where they shot Jurassic Park and shoot a comedy mm-hmm. central show. That was, I really, it was, like, one of the most fun things I've done. And then I'm not sure how many people actually saw it, but it was, it was so much. I was very happy with it and everything. It was incredible, and, like, yeah, now I see Leonard all the time and Chris Garcia all the time and, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, Megan Gailey all the time, and, yeah. Yeah, that's so cool. Um, Very fun. Uh, What was it like? uh, Your Tonight Show was was amazing. What was that like, kind of doing, like, a late-night set on that level? That That was was a dream come true. It really came at a, a, like um very hard time for me in my uh in my life like my um mm-hmm. my father had just passed like um earlier that month and but you know i it, i kind of felt like if i didn't do it i wouldn't be doing stand up anymore like i felt like i would have been pulled so far from stand-up that I might have ended up doing something else like it just kind of felt like you know I I found out I got it like the day after he passed wow that's crazy yeah and it was it was really tough but I was just um you know it's something that that was a dream of mine but it was something that he he very much encouraged and like Whenever someone I knew had did a set on TV, he would watch, you know, he watched like Martin Urbano on Kimmel and he, you know, whenever somebody did stand up on TV, he would watch it and like mm-hmm. send it, you know, send me the clip. Sometimes he'd record it on his phone and be like, Dad, it's on YouTube. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you, don't, you don't have to do that. But still, he was like super excited about late night. And, you know, like from his time, like that was like a big deal. And so uh, it, was a, it was an important thing for me to do. And uh, I felt like, I felt like everyone in my Montreal class had already done it. I felt like, you know, a lot of my friends that I started with, a lot of people I did comedy with in Atlanta, that had moved already did it so I kind of felt like I was the last one so I kind of I don't know I kind of had a chip on my shoulder and there was a long period where I felt like every set I'm working on this five minutes that's great like yeah. before before I knew about a showcase or anything yeah. just that's anything. Great. yeah it paid off obviously every yeah. set I was just like you know if I'm doing 15 at a club there's gonna be a five minute window that's gonna be what I would do on the Tonight Show. And in my head, it's like, all right, from here to the next five minutes, it's clean. It's, you know, no breaks. It's it's what, you know, what a late night set is. And, you know, I, I just, just continued to do that until uh, I got an opportunity. I did an e-showcase. And then from that, I got to do the Tonight Show showcase. Didn't even know I walked past Jimmy Fallon. Didn't even know he was, <laughs> he was at the stand. Wow. 
Yeah, that's a really good point because, like, I think a lot of comedians starting out think like, "Oh, it doesn't really matter what I do on stage; like, no one's watching me." But that, like, you never know. Like, something like that could happen. Where I think, like, one time the Colbert Booker saw me, and like, I didn't know that she was there at the time. And it's just you kind of just—it's great that you were just ready for it whenever it happened. And obviously, it paid off, and it was such a great set. Were you like pretty nervous leading up to the taping, or like, did you just run it constantly, or how did you like get? Oh, um, I got an opportunity to run it a lot. I was. I was nervous until I got behind the curtain. And then, well, no, before I got behind the curtain, I went to the bathroom. I was like, I got to go to the bathroom. And so yeah. I went in the bathroom. And when I went to the bathroom, uh, there was a dude in the bathroom. He was like, man, you about to kill it up there, man. You got <laughs> this. I was like, oh, man, thank you. And I, I don't know if his, that's his job. Like, I don't know if he's just in the bathroom to motivate people or if it's just by chance. I just met this positive dude <laughs> in the bathroom. It was, it was some dude in the bathroom at 30 Rock that just motivates people. I don't know <laughs> if, that, if that happens. But, yeah, I got up there, and then I just, you know, it just went by so fast. It was just a rush, you know? That's awesome. Very cool. Yeah, it was really exciting to watch. Um, and, uh, yeah, are you? Are there, like, things that are getting you through quarantine now in terms of, like, I guess, watching or reading things or new hobbies? Or, I guess, I'm, like, always curious what people are, like, doing if there's, like, new things to fill their time outside of stand-up and traveling, you know? I'm watching Mad Men for the first time. Oh, awesome. Have you ever watched it? I have, yeah, you know, but I don't know if I ever finished it. I feel like I've seen a few seasons, and then I think I was watching it when it was coming out, and then there was, like, a long gap between seasons, and I, like, somehow got lost somewhere in there, so I never finished it, but it, everything I, like, I saw it was really good. It's available on Netflix until June 10th. Oh, okay. But I tell nice. you, this might be one of the best shows I've ever watched. Yeah. I did not know it was this good. Like, I got into it. I watched Modern Romance an episode with John Slattery mm -hmm. and then looked him up. And I was like, oh, I was, I've been watching Mrs. America. And yeah. he was in there as well. And then I was like, oh, Mad Men. Then I seen um, Girl from Handmaid's Tale was on Mad Men. Yeah, and then yeah. I'm like, oh, right. man, I have to check the show out. And then I want to say after the, like, the first, like, the pilot is is good. But then after the pilot, it's like, oh, this is incredible. Like, yeah, it's great. Yeah. I love history. I, um, I'm obsessed with the past. And, like, the, uh, I've, most of my introduction of pop culture is through the 60s whether it's batman james bond andy griffith you know so like yeah. i know what that era looks like i know you know like and so then just seeing that in such an adult context and from a, such an adult perspective i don't know if i would have enjoyed it when it came out as much as i enjoy it now like i feel like because i've lived a little bit i can kind of feel for some of these characters flaws like when it first dropped i had been through nothing you know so for me this if, if i were to just catch it and watch it i don't know if i'd have the same experience or or if it would have shaped me in terrible ways if i were to <laughs> like a horrible person but i'm glad that i'm watching it now and it's yeah it's really incredible uh matthew weiner does not have a twitter because i've been trying to <laughs> 
telling him, yo, this is, this is it. <laughs> like, he, you know, I understand they won four Emmys in a row, but I have to tell him <laughs> how I feel. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's always exciting to watch, like, a show that's already out, especially because then it's like you don't have to have that frustration of, like, waiting week to week and being like, yeah, oh, I have to yeah, wait a whole week to find out. I am. I'm a documentary person, though. I I watched the Hillary Clinton documentary. Of course, oh, I watched Tiger King. Um, like I, I didn't see know, Tiger um, King recently. That was pretty crazy. I like I like biopics and documentaries. So I've been watching uh, Mrs. America and like fact checking different stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah, like I just yeah, that's the kind of stuff I've been on. Uh, yeah, me too. Yeah, I watched Tiger King. Um, oh, speaking of Elizabeth Elizabeth Moss, I loved the new Invisible Man movie. Uh, she was really good in that. And uh, I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Um, and then, um, yeah, I've been. I'm like halfway through the Last Dance, which has been really, really fascinating. Um, but um, who was your team growing up? Uh, I don't know if I had one. I, I grew up in Louisville, which uh, I feel like. I know. Yeah, you have some family there right uh yeah yeah awesome yeah so i guess my parents met at university of louisville so um i was always kind of a little bit rooting for the like college basketball was big there so i was rooting for like i guess university of louisville i went to those games once in a while it's so funny because when we were real young louisville was terrible Uh (laughs) and then we got to middle school and then louisville was like kind of good and then pretty much from high school on, Louisville has been, like, incredible, you know? Because yeah. I remember being a kid wearing Louisville sweatsuits all the time. I'm like, ah, this is – then they ne- I never see them win, you know? They, <laughs> Denny Crum always looks, like, stretched, like stressed out, you know? <laughs> and then, like, high school, they get Patino, and then they just start. Oh, yeah, he was great. Yeah. The, I think it was the, the full court press. Is that what, Was that his strategy? I don't know. I didn't follow it super closely, but um, but yeah, it's weird. There's a lot of people are hardcore either University of Kentucky or University of Louisville in Louisville. So there's a lot of like trash oh, yeah. talking and in bet- even split between families. They're always like arguing about which one they're a fan of. But um, but yeah, that's awesome. Um, were you a so you were a Louisville fan as well or? Yeah, I mean, like, I, it was kind of like force. Like, the, you know, my whole family, my grandmother, my father, my, like, you know, like, both sides of the family are super big Louisville fans. So it's kind of like I didn't have a choice. Um, yeah. But um, I don't know. In the 90s, of course, I think everybody liked the Bulls. Oh, um, sure, yeah. I was a fan. I, I, I honestly wasn't, like, huge into sports, but I was definitely a fan of, Michael Jordan, maybe more from like Space Jam, I guess. Sure. But I was, like, I, I was really more asking the, if you are a Pacers fan or not. Oh, I don't know. I guess not in particular. I was kind yeah. of like so. I was thinking maybe much. that's the closest team. Right. That's a good point. There's not really like a major team right in Louisville, but so it's like, um, yeah, I, I was just very casual. Like my parents aren't really, they don't really follow sports too closely. Like at thanksgiving or whatever my my dad will be like sitting in front of the tv and they're like do you mind if i turn on the game and he's like yeah sure but he's like still sitting blocking the tv because like wait what is he watching this is he watching the puppy puppy (laughs) uh he doesn't watch really anything on the super bowl like i love going to a super bowl party just for the social 
as my, no, my, my parents literally don't watch him. What is he turning off? Um, that's a good point. I think it's like sometimes there'll be like football games on at that point. He's not even turning it off. He's just like, he's like, oh yeah, sure, you can turn it on. He's just sitting like not even facing. He's like, yeah, you can turn it on. He doesn't realize like he has to move. But, uh, but yeah, my my parents are my parents don't even celebrate like New Year's Eve. Like I I think as a kid one time I came home before midnight to like celebrate with them and I was like, yeah, it's New Year's and my parents got mad because I woke them up like they were already asleep. What? <laughs> yeah, they literally go to sleep at like ten thirty, even on New even Year's on New Year's Eve. Yeah, so uh, man, it's pretty crazy. That's crazy. But uh, but yeah, we have other traditions with I guess like Christmas and Thanksgiving. That's most or Easter maybe I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's weird. Of course, weird now with everything um, <laughs> not being able to meet in person. I've been doing a lot of family zooms, that kind of thing but uh yeah are you like able to do you feel like you're able to stay in touch with the same people you were before over like zooms or phone calls or whatever or is it like kind of weird to like not have those like i really miss hanging out and like there's a lot of people i see i feel like i wouldn't i don't see as much now because like i would just coincidentally catch up with them in like the green room of a comedy club or something like that you know which is like weird you know it's funny the people who I would see all the time. I see all the time on like Zoom and stuff. Right. Or like, you know, um house party or, you know, FaceTime yeah. or whatever. And the people who are like kind of flaky, they still kind of flaky, yeah. even though they, they are at home. Every, you know, we know you're at home, everybody's at home. They yeah. say, all right, we're gonna FaceTime tonight at six o'clock and then like <laughs> Oh man, yo, something came up, man. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like it's funny how you are are kind of the same, you know. Yeah, they're like, oh, the train was late getting to my Wi-Fi. I do miss the hang. I do miss the being able to like New York. You could just pop up places, or like, oh, they're doing so and so's doing a show at night. You could, you know, pop up there type of thing. Like, I do miss that, you know. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's very strange, but it is, yeah, thank God we have all this technology, at least to kind of stay in touch with people, but uh, I think that's why I started doing this, just to, like, really just to catch up with people, because uh, yeah, no, I really know how it's definitely cool, man, and yeah, I feel like, you know, a lot of times we just, we would just, I'd see you at the stand or see you somewhere, and we'd just start talking, and it, you know, turn into, like, a short conversation, turn into a real long conversation. Yeah, for sure. It's weird to not have any of that spontaneous thing, except I, I guess I will see it occasionally. Like, it's funny, once in a while, I'll run into comedians in my neighborhood in Queens because there's, in Astoria, there are a lot of comedians that live near me. So I guess it's even more, it is kind of exciting because it's like even more of a surprise because you're just walking on the sidewalk. And then sometimes I don't know if it's them because they have a mask, a mask on. I'm like, I, I don't know. But, um, but yeah, it's nice to every once in a while have quick, catch-ups with people I guess um but uh but yeah it's definitely been a weird weird adjustment are you like kind of thinking of this time as like still kind of focusing on like writing for the next stand-up hour or are you thinking about like oh I'm gonna write other kinds of things or just kind of take some time to just relax or I don't know I feel like there's so many approaches right now that people are doing um I've been kind of more doing uh script writing oh awesome um also um writing on the uh got like a little writing gig that i've been 
working on and um yeah like because since sherman's i've been doing a lot of like award shows and uh, oh awesome very cool um uh i did a uh, new year's eve and um i did the miss universe pageant i've been doing like a lot of like those kind of things so still working on that kind of stuff even though it's in a different capacity because it's from home yeah um, for sure yeah what kind of uh yeah what kind of goes into like writing for a show like that versus a sketch i assume it would be pretty different but is it similar in terms of like you're trying to you're the one kind of punching it up or trying to make it funny or is it kind of like its own thing you know it's 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 different because you're you're higher because you're funny you're higher because of comedy but comedy is probably like fourth or fifth priority you know right, so right. they really kind of need you know they have business that they need to take care of they have certain things they got to introduce um you know, you're dealing with different celebrities, what they would say, what they wouldn't be willing to say. You know, there's certain people they'd be like, oh, I'll, yeah, I'll say anything. And then they read an imprompter and they're looking like, well, I'm not going to give this any oomph, you know, like. <laughs> and so, yeah, it's just and and running every running everything by a network, running everything. Uh, by everyone, yeah. Yeah. And they so it's hard to get jokes through sometimes sometimes you know but then other times you know you get things through and they're like oh you know you like your friends and family know like ah oh, that's I definitely know who who you know who said that like that's <laughs> you know that's something Rob says that's something that that we came up with at the house that we always laugh about now it's in a tv thing you know that's awesome uh, very cool. I love it the, in the first Sherman Showcase episode when John Legend is like, people ask me if that's a stage name. And uh, he's like, yeah, John isn't my real name. It's, I go by, my real name was Sydney Legend or something. <laughs> like the joke was that he, <laughs> Legend was still, I don't know. Anyway, I enjoyed that. Yeah, you know, and it's, it's funny because if you're a big John Legend fan, you know that his last name is really Stevens and his first name is really John. So then it's right. like, yeah, that's funny. You know, so yeah, it's like, it's like a joke. But then if you know, there's like, you know, it's even more of a joke, but there's a lot of jokes like that in Sherman's where it's like, you know, if you, if you're doing the pausing and Googling, then it's even, you know. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot of inside that. jokes that I probably, I'm sure I missed a lot of it, but I, every, there's funny stuff moment to moment the whole time, but um, that's awesome. Well, um, so you're in Atlanta now. Is that, is that where you started uh, doing comedy? Yeah. Yeah. I started, uh, I started in Atlanta. I really started in Athens, Georgia while I was at the university of Georgia, but okay. that scene in Atlanta are like, you know, yeah. right next to each other. Sure. So, you know, like my first time on stage was in Athens. Second time on stage was in Atlanta. Like, uh, oh, okay, cool, cool. Yeah, definitely starting in Atlanta, and uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's kind of bugged out to be back here. You know. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I was there. I've been there. Like, I think I was there a couple of times last year and the year before. Um, but yeah, I've taped Wild and Out there a couple of times, and then done a bunch of shows. I love the. Uh, like the Atlanta Comedy Theater was a lot of fun. And then I loved Laughing Skull and I did some of the, some improv in some rooms and a lot of the independent shows are super fun. It seems like such a great scene. 
Um, but yeah, I feel like, was that like a good place? Do you feel like starting out wise in terms of doing comedy? Yeah, especially the time where I did. I mean, like some of the most amazing people, you know, it's funny that like now the world knows about Carlos Miller yeah, and for sure. Tyler and, you know, um, and, you know, Ronnie Jordan. And we get to see these people all the time. Like we get to, Carlos had two weekly shows. It's I'd see him. If I didn't see him on Wednesday, I'd see him on Thursday, you know? Yeah. If I didn't see him those days, I'd see him on a Tuesday. Like, um, yeah, no, nah, I mean, LeVar Walker and Ashima Franklin, like, there's a lot of funny people. Clayton, English, um, Andy Sanford, and Dave Stone. Like, all these people were just, like, you know, around, and they were all, like, you know, like nobody was like, they were all around, but then also headliners came to Atlanta. It's still a big city. So you still got to see, you know, anybody who was touring. You still got to see anybody who was like, you know, doing it from any level. You know, there were arena shows, but there were also theater shows. But there are also three clubs, you know, so. Yeah, for someone who was new to comedy and just taking it all in at one time, it was it was amazing. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, Carlos is so funny, like, on and off stage, where it's, like, I feel like any situation, he can just really turn it on all the time. But it's just, like, being genuine, and, yeah, it's always, it's, like, funnier than anything I would do on stage that I prepared. But, uh, yeah, it's such so many great people based out of there, like, and that came out of there. But um, that's awesome. Um very cool. Yeah, I think I had a, I feel similar where I like started in college, but I was in Beloit, Wisconsin. So there wasn't like a lot of a comment, much of a comedy scene there, but then I was like doing shows in Louisville when I was visiting there and then kind of doing more stuff in Chicago nearish to my college and um, everything. How long, when did, how long before you ended up moving to like New York and everything? Um, it was like five years before I ended up moving to New yeah. York. And then I was in New York for four years and then I uh moved to LA after four years. Wow, awesome. And now you're kind of do you feel like you're based in one place or it's kind of just try to mix it? I up? mean, I'm I'm definitely based in LA. Definitely like, you know, got bills and stuff in LA, so I feel like, you know, I'm there. But uh I don't know. This year has been weird because I've spent way more time out of LA than in LA. Even yeah. even before, because uh, like um, you know, with traveling and stuff, just I wasn't always you know home before, and then now I'm just yeah, just somewhere else. Yeah, for sure. Was do you feel like it was a big change, like the New York scene versus living there versus like in LA? I feel like I've heard a lot about it, but did you have like definitely definitely less stage time mm -hmm. definitely less opportunities to perform but i feel like it's a good switch if you figured it out in new york because after a while like okay so after a while you're in new york right you first there you doing mics all the time mm -hmm. and then you start doing shows all the time you stop doing as many mics so you kind of figure out how to get new jokes in your repertoire without them just being in front of this audience that doesn't give you anything 
Yeah, for sure. So in LA, I kind of found that, okay, you value the stage time so much that you're going to be productive. Like, when, once you bring something new, it's going to be – it's almost ready. It's kind of weird how, like, the you have such little amount of stage time that you're just willing to kind of walk on the edge and, like, try things out quicker. Wow. But the things that you try out are so fleshed out in your head because you've had so much time in between sets that you're just kind of like, you know – it's I don't know. It's weird because it's it's just as risky, but it doesn't, you know. But it it feels like it's a safer bet. It's weird. It's really weird. Like uh, you know, it's like kind of like once you once you got a bit, you kind of got it, and then you just gotta mm-hmm. kind of file it, and you know, like in New York, you can hammer and hammer and hammer and do, you know, you could do 12 sets in a week. You could do, you know, like by the end of that week, oh, you got it, you know, but yeah, in in LA, you might do four sets in a good week. Yeah. And so, you know, the work in be- that you do on your own in between those sets, I feel like, I don't know. I I think I made more bits in New York, but I might have made better bits in LA. Okay. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, I do feel like um yeah, I love New York cuz of the stage time, but sometimes I'm like, oh, the you know, LA, there's a lot of great things about it and uh I feel like some of the crowds there are just so good too where like I was able I ended up doing like just being there for a couple of weeks. I was like doing more act outs or things like that where they would just like totally support it and go with me on it as opposed to like sometimes in New York and be like, oh, okay, you feel like you have to constantly prove yourself to some of the audiences. I don't know. Yeah, every now and then in New York, I used to feel like the joke police were there. Like, all right, like, where's the joke? And I feel like LA, they kind of want the joke to be snuck snuck in on them. They don't Mm -hmm. want it to just be bang, 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 you know, but I have seen it the other way where like someone from New York or someone like, who, you know, um, who's been in New York for a while, comes there, and then they just, people can't even handle just the rapid fire <laughs> jokes, you know? Uh-huh. So it just it just depends, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, well, cool. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think. I think that was most of... Uh, things I had in mind to talk about but uh but yeah I guess is there anything that you'd like to get out there like promoting wise right now um I hope people check out your album and all of your comedy online and everything but you did a set recently on Comedy Central that was really funny as well um and uh yeah oh yeah um check out my album Hazelpedia it's on all uh streaming platforms it's on uh Spotify, it's on uh, Tidal, Apple Music, whatever you got, Google Play. Um, And also the Sherman Showcase uh, Black History Month special will be on AMC and IFC on June 19th. So make sure you guys check that out. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Um, Yeah, that show's super funny, and I hope people see it. 
um, the first season and all this stuff on Hulu. But um, yeah, I think there'll be a marathon right before it too. So oh, good. Okay. That, yeah. Okay. Very cool. Well, um, yeah, I think that's about it. Thank you for, thanks for doing this. And uh, oh, yeah. thanks for having me. Yeah, for sure.